0: Welcome back to The Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show. We're on 36 different platforms. Listen when you want to listen. Have it downloaded right to your inbox. You're at the gym. You want to listen? You listen. It's all good. Uh, you can call or text at 570 883 0098. Get involved with the conversation today. Well, there there appears to be a deadly alliance brewing between two uh, of the world's most notorious gangs. Now, I'm not talking about the Bloods and Crips. I'm talking about MS-13 and the bloodthirsty Venezuelan Tren de Aragua gang behind the New York City cell phone robberies the FBI fears. This is unheard of, but the brutal Venezuelan gang that has used the border crisis to set up in New York could join forces with the feared MS-13, a senior FBI agent told authorities. Tren de Agua, which local law enforcement is warning, is rapidly expanding its criminal empire with uh, a spat of brazen cell phone robberies in the five boroughs with trips to uh, Florida is a prior- priority for the FBI. Agent John Morales said. Morales, a special agent in charge of the El Paso division in Texas, said the agency is closely monitoring Tren de Agua's growth and is concerned about it forming alliances with existing networks. post revealed Monday that that the Venezuelan gang, which established a bloody crime network across all of South America, is replicating its methods in New York, recruiting among new migrants at shelters to set up cell phone robbery gangs and using its international reach to traffic the phones to Colombia to be resold. Now Morales is warning that MS-13 and other gangs could become temporary allies and said the FBI is actively sharing intelligence about Trende de Aragua While these gangs wouldn't normally mix, it's always going to be a concern as the gang, Train de Agua, expands in strength and establishes a foothold, Morales said in an exclusive interview with The Post. Instead of battling or going against MS-13, there's financial benefits for both, so why not share in profits and join forces? Right now, we're working with our local law enforcement partners and sharing intelligence in order to stop the growth of the Venezuelan gang. Gang members generally pass through border cities such as El Paso and route to other parts of the U.S., said Morales. Border Patrol agents apprehended 41 Venezuelan gang members along the U.S. southern border between October 2022 and September 2023. And the FBI is asking Venezuelan migrants to report gang members, offering them an enemy through the FBI's tip line. Their first victims are their fellow Venezuelans, said Morales, adding that the gang tries to recruit new members among their own migrant community. They extort Venezuelans by demanding that they pay bribes in exchange for protection and even to cross the border from Venezuela to Colombia and from Mexico to the U.S., he said. The Venezuelan gang has taken advantage of an explosion of Venezuelan migration that comes across the southern border where more than 340,000 encounters with migrants from the country at the border last year, making them second only to Mexicans. Another expert warned that there's also a risk of turf wars between gangs. They're already coming over as hardened criminals, said Robert Amante, a security consultant and former U.S. marshal in El Paso. But they, the Venezuelan gang, could certainly be trying to recruit others to join the gang in the U.S. I wouldn't rule out the possibility that they could form alliances with other gangs. But what's more likely to happen is a turf war breaks out as each gang fights for control of their own criminal enterprise. The gang's name translate to Train of Aragua referring to a province of north-central Venezuela. It has the origins in a Venezuelan prison and have exploded into Colombia, Peru, Chile, where it is known for their brutal torture and murder of its victims, including prostitutes from whom it routinely executes to take control of the sex trade. In the U.S., the gang has been making inroads in Chicago and Miami where gang members were recently arrested after a murder of a retired Venezuelan police officer. In, Peruvian, in the Peruvian capital, Lima, the gang murdered rival pimps and prostitutes to gang control from the sex trade, which brings in more than 275,000 a month. Last year, U.S. Homeland Security and law enforcement in Peru created a transnational criminal investigation unit, specifically to share intelligence on the Venezuelan gang. Law enforcement officials say the gang leader, Hector Guerrero, escaped his prison headquarters after a Venezuelan military raid last year and could be hiding in the U.S. MS-13, which is set up among Salvadorian migrants in Los Angeles in the 1980s, boasts more than 10,000 members and is closely linked to Mexican drug cartels. Tell you right now, and it gets into it here, but MS-13 has a large presence in New York City as well. We dealt with them when I was in narcotics and organized crime. The heavily tattooed leaders have used brutal tactics, especially in Queens and Long Island, where members of MS-13 went on a bloody crime wave, which culminated in the murder in 2017 of a 16-year-old Julio Vasquez, who was stabbed 30 times and nearly decapitated. That's a, a little bit about what's going on here. Let me see. I also had a story. I thought I sent it to me guess I didn't there was a story in western Pennsylvania hmm I guess I didn't email it to myself sorry about that there, there was a story in Western Pennsylvania how criminal migrants are taking foot in western Pennsylvania so uh, let me see if I could get it up Yeah, I don't have it right now, but we'll get to it. I'll, I'll find it for you. I thought I emailed it to myself. I obviously did not. Um, hang on. Nope, don't have it there either. Uh, that's what happens when you try to overdo things. I was watching three different trials today, and one of them was pretty comical. Uh, And uh, trying to get ready for the show and everything else as well. Let me go to some local information that is a good news for our local fire and EMS companies. Uh, Grants awarded to 60 fire and EMS companies in Luzerne County. 60. Fire and Emergency Medical Service Organizations of Luzerne County will share more than $875,000 in grant funding. This was announced Wednesday. You got the Ashley in, in the 119th District. You got the Ashley Rescue Hose Company is getting a little, uh, almost 14000 Edwardsville Franklin Hose Company, 13600 The Woodward Hill Hose Company, number four, 14000 Hanover Township. Uh, Breslau Hose Company Number Five, fourteen thousand. Frankly, Franklin Hose Company Number Four, thirteen six, thirteen thousand six hundred. Goodwill Hose Company is uh, thirteen thousand, a little over thirteen thousand. Hanover Township Community Ambulance Association is getting fifteen thousand. Hanover Township Fire Department, sixteen thousand one hundred seventy three. The Newton Newtown Fire Company, uh, Number Two. 13450 Larksville Community Ambulance 13000 Larksville Fire Company 13000 Mountaintop Community Ambulance 10000 Mountaintop Hose Company number 1 15000 The Wright Township Volunteer Firemen's Association just under 16000 Nanacoke Maori AK Maori Hose Company number 3 13000 Hanover Fire Company number 4 14 a little over 14000 Lap Hose Company, number two, 14.2 thousand. City Fire Department, just under 15,000. Nanacoke Community Ambulance, uh, 12,460. Pioneer Hook and Ladder Company, 14,600. Newport Township uh, Consolidated Fire Company, a little over 13,000. Plymouth Goodwill Hose Company over 14,000, Plymouth Borough Ambulance Association 15,000, Plymouth Borough Fire Company 13.4000, Plymouth Fire Company number 1 13,645, Warrior Run 13,600. And then we have grants awarded in the uh 117th district include the Back Mountain Region Fire and EMS we will be getting uh 28,200 for the fire and EMS is getting 20,000. Denison Township Volunteer Fire Company is getting 13,256, Freeland Fire Department 16,368. Freeland Northside Community Ambulance 15,000, Harvey's Lake Fire and Ambulance Association 13 just over 13,000 for the fire, 15,000 for EMS. Um New Angola Volunteer Fire Company over just over thirteen thousand. That's number one. New Angola and Nescapec. Both of them are getting just over thirteen thousand. Sugarloaf Sweet Valley fifteen Sweet Valley Ambulance Association fifteen thousand, and again this is uh, areas in both the hundred seventeenth and the hundred nineteenth districts in Luzerne County, a total of. Eight hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars for ambulance companies and fire companies. So, congratulations to you guys! And again, this is much-needed money. It's not a windfall for them by any means. They're barely making ends meet, as we as we know. But a good job by our local representatives in getting a hold of that and steering it—the tax dollars—to the right, uh, the right areas. All grants are generated from slot machine, casino, gaming proceeds and not general fund tax revenue. The grant program is administered by the Pennsylvania Emergency Management Agency with the application process handled through the Office of State Fire Commissioner. So that's where the money comes from. That's how it's distributed, and congratulations to those much-needed areas in fire and EMS that are getting it. It's... Time for Budget Blinds. Let me tell you about BudgetBlinds.com. Listen, you go to BudgetBlinds.com. You will get in contact with Tom or Rick, owners of our local Budget Blind locations covering all of Northeast Pennsylvania. They are the leader in custom window treatments. Blinds, shades, shutters, drapes, they have everything you need. 90% more options than your big box stores. Even their special order to big box stores, they have more than that. They literally had to wheel everything in on a cart. Budget Blinds is proud to offer the best warranty program in the industry including their no questions asked guarantee which means you're going to save money. 30 years of style and expert service. They service everything they sell. You're also taking advantage of their volume pricing. You're not just getting the price of what you're buying, you're getting the discount of all the prices of all the all the blinds that they buy for all their customers. Budgetblinds.com free consultation with Tom or Rick in home or virtual up to you. They'll make it work for you. Bunchofblinds.com. Check them out. Time for uh, traffic and weather now. W-I-L-K.
1: And it remains jammed up on Route 315 in Pittston because of an accident heading northbound to right around the Arby's and McDonald's. You'll be sitting there for a little bit. Uh, We have no reports of any accidents on 81 at this moment. We have no backups on 80, 84, 380, or 476, the PA Turnpike. You are looking at just a little bit of heavy traffic on the Scranton-Carbondale Highway in Dixon City, and it is a bit bumper-to-bumper on South Washington Avenue in Scranton. Whenever you see a traffic problem call our jam line 570-883-7269 from the WILK Traffic Center. Nikki Stone with your Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update.
0: Thank you Nikki. Here's the storm tracker 16 forecast from the meteorologist over there at Channel 16. Tonight cloudy and breezy with snow showers and flurries and accumulation of less than an inch. Low 27. Friday morning showers, morning snow showers. Then windy, a mix of clouds and sun, high 37. Snow showers and flurries on Saturday, high of 37 again. Partly sunny and breezy on Sunday, high of 40. It's currently 33 degrees and cloudy here at 524 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Now I lost where I got. (laughs) 33 degrees and cloudy here at WILK. Well, There's, come on, come on, there's a Broadway Cares charity group that is getting ripped for channeling $400,000 in donations to Gaza. The charitable group that asks Broadway patrons to donate money towards members of the theater community struggling with health issues has come under fire for re-channeling $400,000 $400,000 to groups providing humanitarian assistance in Gaza. Now, no one's saying that that's not a good cause. Not saying No one's saying that the, the money's being used nefariously. They're just saying that it was collected under false pretenses. Volunteers for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights, AIDS, are often seen with red buckets making a pitch for their cause and collecting donations from theatergoers as actors take their final bow after the performance. The group recently announced that it donated two $200,000 donations to Doctors for the World and the International Rescue Committee to provide humanitarian assistance in Gaza while the war rages between Israel and Hamas. But a rabbi filed a complaint with the Attorney General, Letitia James, charities bureau saying the group was misleading theater theater goers about the purpose of the donations gerson's recently donated to broadway cares while attending the harry potter and the cursed child show with her daughter afterwards gerson said that she was flabbergasted when she saw a story in the theater publication playbill that broadway cares donated four hundred thousand dollars for human ter- humanitarian humanitarian efforts in gaza I was extremely misled by both the verbal pitch at the theater and the description on the website. I am sure other theaters would feel the same. If it were brought to their attention, Gerson said in a complaint sent to the Attorney General's office, which regulates tax-exempt charitable donations. The common understanding is that these funds support theater professionals in the United States. In her complaint, she links two videos of actors with the musicals Gutenberg. And merrily we roll along, merrily we roll along, appealing to audiences to contribute to Broadway cares for ailing workers in the theater. During the Post interview on Tuesday, Gerson also expressed concern whether the money would make its way to a credible humanitarian group or be intercepted by the terrorist group Hamas. Valid uh, concerns, knowing what's going on there which invaded Israel and killed uh, 1,200 people, igniting the brutal war in the Gaza Strip. The The move also a slap in the face to struggling workers in the theater community, she said. It's a clear message that they give a verbal pitch to the audience that this money is supposed to help struggling people in the theater community. They say they're helping people in the theater community in need. How can you fundraise for one cause and give it to a totally unrelated cause? Can you fundraise for an environmental group and instead give it to the opera? The mission statement on Broadway Cares website said donations are supposed to help provide direct support to individuals in the entertainment industry impacted by health issues such as HIV, AIDS, and the most recently COVID-19. In a statement, the statement also says the group can support efforts by the entertainment industry and other charitable or educational endeavors in each case is approved by the board of trustees broadway cares executive director told playbill that the organization was acting with compassion by donating it towards essential supplies in the war zone as those in gaza continue to face seemingly endless devastation and loss their rippling heartbreak resonates across the world in a, a corner our corner of the theater district viola said in a statement broadway cares is responding with action and compassion providing food, water, fuel, quality health care, essential medicines, and supplies to all caught in a tragic conflict that so many families facing catastrophe. Uh, The district attorney's office, the state attorney general's office, was not immediately available for comment. So um, they have a valid concern. It was taken up for one reason and used for another. Uh, if you've ever gone to Broadway, you know these type of donations. They do do this during the last call curtain call, where they do ask for help because in the theater industry, it's not like they have paid time off and sick leave, and some of them don't even have um, you know medical. Uh, you know they go from show to show to show on a on a per diem basis a lot of times, especially with the musicians, the the crew that works behind the scenes. So there is a valid concern here, and knowing you know how no one could really tell where where these things are going once they're in that area, especially when Hamas is still in control of the area. So we'll see, but be careful who you donate to. That's uh, that's as simple as that. And I think uh, we even have a question like that for do I have a case tomorrow on Friday. It's uh, 5.33 here at WIOK. We'll be back after the news with Nancy Kamen, who's in for Paul Michaels. Hey, you're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio here in Northeast Pennsylvania on this Thursday, February 15th, 2024. Let's see what we got here. Well, Scranton is going to test a flood siren tomorrow. You need to be aware of it if you live in the Scranton area. City officials plan to test the repaired flood siren on Shawnee Avenue in the plot section Friday. It'll take place around 9 a.m. and will be most audible in the neighborhood and to anyone near the area on the Lackawanna River, officials said in a news release. Officials said following the successful test Friday, they will regularly test the residential alert siren, including one near Scranton Co-op Farmers Market. The project repairing the siren on Shawnee Avenue was overseen by the Department of Public Works Director, Scott uh, Pietriface, assisted by the Industrial Electronics on Madison Avenue. Um, Nikki Stone just stopped in the office, made a, a pretty good observation. Was there just a fire at the fire extinguisher place? I mm, guess it could happen, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um Let's go to the phones. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Still got a little time. We have uh, Rich from Laughlin on the NYPD. Rich, how are you today?
2: Good. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for taking the call. Rob, is it true the NYPD cannot carry, for lack of other words, uh, billy clubs? (laughs)
0: Um, Not that I'm aware of. Um, they, they, They carry nightsticks. They did have regular nightsticks. Then they went to the PR24. Then they went to nightsticks again, and I believe they some some of them they might have went all the way into the ASP the the expandable baton. Okay. But I do not know as far as the little uh, Billy. Cl- See, there's there's a difference that a lot of people don't understand. When I when I came out, I was issued two. I was issued a nightstick, which is the long. It, I believe it's it's like thirty inches long. You know, the, the typical wood nightstick that most people assimilate with the law enforcement back in the day. Yeah. And then I was given a rubber billy club that was about nine inches long that you could keep in, like, your leg pocket. Uh, I've never once, I don't believe, carried it because it was kind of useless. Um, But that's what I was issued when I was in the police academy. Uh, That might be what they're talking about. They might no longer issue that. Uh, But I know our nightstick has also made changes. Like I said, I started out with a nightstick, went to a PR-24, and then because of... You really need to have extensive training in a PR-24 to use it properly. So they kind of did away with the PR-24 because they just don't have the time to cycle everybody through the kind of training that's necessary for it. They went back to a nightstick, a straight nightstick. Um, and then they went to that expandable that you kind of flip open and it opens up. And it's yeah, basically a steel yeah. rod with a ball on the end. Um, what they have now, I couldn't tell you to be honest with you.
2: It didn't seem like that. Uh, several weeks ago, when the, the lieutenant and the other policemen were being uh, beaten, it didn't seem like they had any type of weapon. And then somebody, it must have been erroneous, in the news said, well, they they can't carry sticks anymore, or something to that effect. Now, it might be the, uh, the different jargon we're talking about now then, too. The second thing I just wanted to bring up, and I, I know your feelings on it. I know how you expressed yourself. But is Biden going to skirt away after almost 18, 20 years of having— Top secret information in his possession. I mean, when he was a a senator, when he was a vice president, which are both, you know, felonies. I mean, he's going to—he's not going to say that he's weak. He's not going to walk away. I guess they give him shots or something. He comes out real tough, and then he fades away like a weak nine-volt battery. But I mean, he—he's going to get away with this. It looks like, right? He's not going to leave, and uh, he's—he's not going to walk away. Like, uh, so what's—what's going to happen here?
0: Uh, well, as as the special prosecutor said, uh, he's a, a feeble old man with a poor memory, and no jury would ever prosecute him, would never convict him. So they're not bringing charges. So yes, it does appear that he's getting away. And, and you know, make make no mistake, too. Uh, you know, former Vice President Mike Pence had had the same kind of material, not as, as extensive, but um, you know, had the same kind of material, and they're not doing anything with him as well. And they're trying to mold the Donald Trump one to saying that you know he would. He would have gotten the same treatment and have returned it when the the archives asked for them and though he kind of doubled down and hid and, and didn't return them. So we'll see where that goes with that trial. If it's anything like what I'm watching now is a trial, it's going to be comical as well. But, again, I think that one is going to end up being a more serious trial because it is tangible evidence. But it's going to end up going to the Supreme Court because there will be a determination on um, what authority the president has to declassify things. Rich, I appreciate you checking in today.
2: Thank you, Rob. Have a good night.
0: Thank you. It's uh, 542 here at WILK, time for traffic and weather. You ran in here like there's some big traffic or not not Uh, really? Not really. I'm just, you know. You have three other stations to go to. Yes,
1: and trying to figure out who the heck I am at the moment.
0: Yep. And and Nikki, it takes her a while to translate traffic when she goes into La Mega, so.
1: (laughs) Right? All right. Uh, Let's see. We had that accident out on Route 315. Uh, They're clearing it up, but it still might be causing a few delays this afternoon. We... uh, we also um, have nothing else coming in. It's been a quiet afternoon. I expected things to change as I was running from room to room, but nothing. Uh, it's looking pretty good on most of our roadways in northeast PA, 81, 83, 84, 76. The PA Turnpike problem free. Wyoming Avenue in Scranton is bumper to bumper. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570 883 7269 from the WILK Traffic Center, Nikki Stone with this Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update.
0: Thank you, Nikki. Time, Jake's laughing again. Uh, I try to have a little fun here. Why not? Right. Time for the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from the meteorologists over at Channel 16. Uh, tonight, cloudy and breezy with maybe some snow showers or some flurries. Accumulations of less than an inch, so not much to worry about. But it will be slick, so be careful out there. Low of 27 Friday morning snow showers, then windy with a mix of clouds and sun. High 37 snow showers and flurries on Saturday. High 37 again. Partly sunny and breezy on Sunday. High of 40. Currently 33 degrees and cloudy right now at 544 at your weather station. Official weather station, W.I.L.K. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on W.I.L.K. News Radio. FM, 910, 980 AM or anywhere on the Odyssey app. 32 degrees. Be careful out there, especially if there's going to be some squalls in the area. Uh, Listen, if you haven't seen the clown show, that's the Fannie Willis Willis, uh, deposition or hearing. I don't believe it's deposition. The hearing down in uh, Fulton County, Georgia, uh, you're missing out. I'm going to play you a little bit of some transaction that just went on where she was talking about the cash laying around in her house. She's got cash. Um, She thinks it's a good idea to have cash laying around, but she can't really tell you where it's coming from. But it came from the blood, sweat, and tears of her work. She can tell you that. But let's see.
3: Always have cash at the house. That has been, I don't know, all my life. If you're a woman and you go on a date with a man, you better have $200 in your pocket. So if that man acts up, you can go where you want to go. So I keep cash in my house. And I don't keep cash as good in my purse like I used to. Um, I don't go on many dates, but when you go on a date, you should have cash in your pocket. So my question was, where did that cash originally come from? If I it came out of the bank. Cash is uh, fungible. I've had cash for years in my house. So for me to tell you the source of when it comes from, when you go to Publix and you buy something, you get $50, you throw it in there. It's been my whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Like, to tell you... I just have cash in my house. I don't have as much today as I would normally have, but I'm building back up now. So You just put money in, it's a very good practice. I would advise it to all women. So you can't identify when you came into this cash or where the cash came from? I didn't say I couldn't identify it. No, nobody gives me anything. I am sure that the source of the money is always the work, sweat, and tears of me. What you asked me for is when did the money go in there? What I am trying to tell you is, so I got divorced in 2005 from my husband. And, and no, 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 it's important. You said, where did the money come from? And I need to tell you where the money came from. And so for many, many years, I have kept money in my house. That money in my worst days has probably only been 500 or or $1,000. At my best days, I probably had $15,000 in my house at cash. At all times, there's going to be cash in my house. Or wherever I'm laying my head. The money that you paid, Mr. Wade, the cash, in October of 2022, you do not know where that money came from? I do know where it came from. It came from my sweat and tears. You know which job it came from. Did it come from Fulton County or did it come from a private job? It came from, I don't, I'm not a, what are you talking about? So it could have come from a a private job because before I was DA, I was in private practice. So I earned money during that time period that's probably in there. You don't
0: know so that was a little bit of the back and forth. And she kind of said that she took a large sum of cash out from her campaign and kept it at the house and used it for all different things, which probably not a good look as far as campaign finance goes. But what this is is they have bank records now, and they cannot coordinate the money that she supposedly gave her boyfriend, the special prosecutor, Mr. Wade, the cash for the reimbursement for what he has spent on her uh, there, there's there's no proof of that. So she's saying, hey, I got all this cash lying around my house. I, it came from my blood and sweat, my, my sweat and my tears and my work. Um, I took money out of my campaign, so I had cash there for that and, and such. And it's basically avoiding the question of there's no there's no proof. They're, they're skirting the legal system. And again, the court's not buying it. The judge is not buying it. No one who's watching it is buying it. But their answer is, you know, there, there are there are receipts. There are statements that shows that Mr. Wade spent money on her. He's saying that she paid me back in cash, and you can't prove that. And she's saying, well, my bank records don't coincide with that, but I had cash laying around my house, so you can't prove that. Um, this is... Uh, this is just a mockery of the legal system. This is supposedly the best and brightest that Fulton County can provide, as far as a district attorney and special prosecutor. It's literally like watching Jerry Springer. So it's, I highly encourage you watch it. I mean, I've given you some clips. I mean, the the watching Mr. Wade this morning was was pretty pretty uh, entertaining, to say the least. And again, this this I don't think there's a legal expert out there that wants to look at things independently and say that that she stands a chance or Mr. Wade stands a chance of staying on this case. Now, what happens with the case after that is fine. But this, their incompetence, their, their nefarious, and, and that's what it is. They hid a, 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 sec, a sexual relationship. They hid a personal relationship where he benefited financially. She benefited financially through gifts from him, regardless where the money from. You know, if 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 when I take my wife out, if the money comes from my salary from here at uh, at, at WILK, if it comes from my pension from the NYPD, oh, where it's my money, that's where it comes from. You know, if my wife takes me out, or if it comes from her job at the school district, or it comes from her uh, working as a personal trainer, you know, it's her money. Um, they're playing games. You know, just like Mr. Wade this morning says, well, I, I signed an affidavit saying I didn't have any receipts. I don't physically have any receipts. The little piece of paper receipt I don't have. But there are statements from my credit card company that show I spent all this money on X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, then there's splitting hairs. It's, it's, to, to watch it really kind of opens your eyes to how untruthful these people are, how much they think you're stupid by the answers they're giving, um, to where he's saying he signed multiple affidavits saying that he didn't do these things while he was married or separated. Now, mind you, they weren't divorced yet until recently. That that was the filing of divorce that brought all this up, where he tried to hide money, by the way. Um, and he's saying he's trying to reinterpret what marriage was. Well, my marriage was technically over back in 2015. Well, I don't care what you perceive the technical end of your marriage is. The the question that you signed legally as an affidavit before the court said married or separated up until this date, meaning the day he signed it, which I believe was May of 2023. And he just wants to redefine what those things mean. And even the judge was like, I, you know, that's really your answer. That, that's really what you're going with. You're just saying, because you consider your marriage over back in 2015, you can sign a, a legal document that says you did none of this up until the day you signed that document with your spouse or that you were separ- either married to or separated from up until this date. It, it's quite extraordinary. Um, and like I said, he's either one of the dumbest men on the planet or really plays one real well. And, and Miss Willis, the DA, has come off more combative. She's come off more sarcastic. I played a little bit for you with her, her description. And she's doing herself no justice here. Her career is over, like I said. The, the two of them the, are either – I think removal from this case is a foregone conclusion. I think you're looking at possible disbarment and pros- possible prosecution of them for either lying under oath, perjury – um, disbarment uh, and tax issues, because, I mean, she just admitted on the stand that she took out a large sum of cash from her campaign that she kept home, and that could have been laying around and she could have used that. A lot of questions, not so many uh, straightforward answers. Um I, I wish I had the time. Hopefully uh, there's a whole recording of this that I can watch at home because it's going to be kind of interesting. It's 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show. I, I got a text message out before I, I close up for today. So, so Somebody said, so you're not allowed to see anyone else while you're separated? No, but you can't swear in a declaration that you didn't in divorce court. Basically, um, there's a series of questions that are asked, did you ever— Buy any gifts for another woman? Did you go on, ever go on any trips with another woman? Do you have any relationship with another woman while you were married or separated up until this date? And um, he answered no to those, and it's it's becoming adamantly tr- uh, transparent that uh, that was a lie. So he he lied on the declarations to the divorce court on multiple occasions. Uh, so that's where it, you can you you can obviously do those things if you're separated. You just have to admit to it in your declaration. He did not. Um, so and, and then the the semantics about receipts and statements and money and cash and all that just you got to watch for yourself. It's truly unbelievable. And I've sat in a lot of courtrooms. It's Six o'clock here on Wilk News Radio.